Fanning. Weekend on 2FM. That's the voice of Brian, by the way. Brian Lloyd is here. And is Orla there? Wait a minute now. What, what's she on Skype? Is she on one or two? Hello, Orla. Hello, Dave. Uh, How are you? I'm very good indeed. Okay, so Orla Skype is here. <laughs> Orla Condon is here. <laughs> and Brian Lloyd is here. They're both here because... 2021 won't be a year many of us will look back on too fondly, but as we bid farewell and good riddance, we wanted to take a look at some of the good things to come out of the past 12 months. And basically we're talking about the film and TV that kept us all sane to some extent, I suppose. So it is Brian Lloyd, movies editor at entertainment.ie and journalist Orla Condon to look back at their picks uh, for the best of the year. So I'll start with you then, Orla. Let's um, see. Um, one of your picks was Kate Winslet, Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, I mean, it was hard to avoid this series earlier on this year as it released on Sky uh, Atlantic here in Ireland. And it lived up to the hype. It fully delivered. Um, and it was one of those shows for a thriller with a murder mystery that had a really good payoff that fully deserved the investment in the series. Um, and yeah, it tells the story of Winslet's character, Mayor Sheehan, who is kind of a mother unravelling after the death of her son, she's handling a divorce. She's kind of struggling to find her purpose as she ages while also trying to care for her daughter and her grandson and balance her relationship with her mother, who is brilliantly played by Jean Smart in the series. Um, and yeah, this murder mystery case is kind of a second narrative that's running along uh, alongside Mayor's kind of personal issues as she tries to solve the murder of a local teenage mother. Um, and she's kind of living under the shadow of being unable to solve a case a year previously of another missing girl in the area so locals are kind of questioning her ability to do her job and she's also questioning her purpose and where she's going um, and yeah it was such a highlight for TV this year Kate Winslet was incredible in the role no surprise that she was nominated for a Golden Globe for her performance in the series uh, and it's just a really real understood kind of gentle performance while also yeah. highlighting the weight she's carrying both personally and professionally Wow what a synopsis I agree 100% with that everything you've said also just never forget how good Kate Winslet is and the woman Jean Smart that's her name yeah she was hilarious as the mother she wasn't She's taking brilliant. any nonsense yeah, yeah it was good yeah, in, right. in a show that isn't filled with comedic moments well, there was lovely what there's I mean, lovely all right. Here, yeah, I, I, lovely I, without the pictures I'll give you 20 seconds of it Mayor of Easttown you're not talking anymore you never talk about yeah, my son killed himself more I'm sorry if I'm not the life of the party well, first of all, you were never the life of the party. You're pushing everyone away. Including you? No, I won't let you. Yeah, small town, rust belt and tough life, I can tell you too. That's uh, Mayor of Easttown. So, uh, Brian, Brian Lloyd, what are you saying? What, uh, what would you go for? Succession. Right. For TV, 100%. I mean, I just if anyone's been following this, it has been absolutely incredible. I don't think we always necessarily agree on something. No. 100% Yeah, on Succession, you. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the finale, I mean, I have to say it, it was undoubtedly one of the best season finales I've seen since something like maybe The Sopranos. Well, don't forget, not an awful lot necessarily happens in succession one, two, no. three, four, four, but, but at the very end, the last five minutes of each series, something it major It just absolutely happened. collapses and down did, on did top Did you see this one as, as big as the previous two ends, yeah? I did. I definitely did, yeah. yeah. And the thing of it is, is that I, I, not to be funny, but I kind of always saw it coming. I know this is going to sound like I'm being really precious. Did you? I did, yeah, because <laughs> I did think that Brian Cox's character was just so irredeemable. There was no way that he was 
ever going to and I hope yeah. I'm not hold on a second hold on a second Anthony's just saying yeah, Anthony, yeah, you give me a it. break it's been okay. on long enough okay right but there is a there is a care. thing in it that uh, there is that thing of it being Brian Cox's character was so irredeemable he was going to do something that was completely unredeemable by mm. the end mm. and he did that now I'm not saying what it is Etna there you go <laughs> thank you but and you're not saying who benefits we're there not saying go. who benefits but he is a character that his ultimately self-serving and can't even imagine the idea of doing something good for anyone else so that I think was something that I felt was being telegraphed throughout the entire series I think I think yeah yeah absolutely and there's no doubt about it you can't really beat it can you hear here's a blast this life is not for everyone it's a number on a piece of paper it's a fight for a knife in the mud I'm a good guy I'm better than you I'll fucking beast them. We'll go full fucking beast. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's the best series of the 21st century, and the music is just outrageous. Oh, yeah, Nicholas Brittle, yeah. It's just outrageous. Okay, um, we can go anywhere because one of the things that happened this year was that a lot of movies were released yeah. on streaming services because the cinema's being closed. I'll just ask you first, then, Brian, just give me something, a, a couple of movies. Yeah, Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime, I thought was absolutely fantastic. Yes. I do think it's, it's uh, one of those films that. I've never seen it done so well that it can actually um, put you in the mindset of somebody. Riz Ahmed, he plays this struggling uh, drummer who is experiencing uh, deafness. It's a very, very moving story about addiction and recovery, about rebuilding your life as well. Um, it's not. It doesn't have the conclusion that you'd expect, but in saying that... Oh, it's I, powerful. It absolutely floored sitting, me. All he's doing is sitting on a seat. Yeah, that's and it. And to hell with this. It's and, fantastic. Yeah, no, it's it's so, so good. And like I said, like Riz Ahmed, like I think uh, earlier in the year, he... I think he was got Golden Globes and what have you, and rightfully so because it is one of his, it is his best role. Well, today. it's funny because every time you see something about him, or you see an interview with him, and you see what he's trying to do, and they mention five and six of his movies. Now, the best thing he's ever done is never mentioned. Oh, yes. I've suddenly forgot the name of the movie, the one with um, uh, uh, the Night Stalker. The, the, sorry, the oh, um, uh, and, uh, uh, the Night of. Yeah, no, no, not the Night of. I saw that too. No, no, the one of the guy who's, who does. Uh, he takes photographs and should and sells them. Oh, Nightcrawler. Him. Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, he was so great in that as well. Fantastic. Yeah. When he's looking at Jake Gyllenhaal, I realise, holy God, this guy's going yeah. to kill me. And like even even in like the earlier scenes in that film as well, like he's yeah. got that real deer and headlights kind he of look. He just hasn't got a clue what's going yeah. on. Like the gig economy, yeah, I'll do it for the money. What, what do I have to do? Oh, so he's brilliant in it. Anyway, um, okay, so I'll just give you a little bit of that and then we'll go back uh, and check out. Mr. Stone, your hearing is deteriorating rapidly. lost is not coming back I can't hear you do you understand me I can't I'm dead I'm dead there are implants well then let's do that it's a very involved process and it's quite costly then we'll come back Till then, Lou, we just keep going, okay? Yeah, now? it's well worth looking at it, right? Yeah. Now, you're talking about movies that would have been on the big screen, but because of uh, the pandemic, it's kind of streaming stuff we're talking mm. about. By the way, we're going to stay movies, and I'll be talking to Sandra Bullock about her latest on Netflix a little bit later in the programme. But let's go back to you, Orla, because um, a very good year for streaming giants and all the rest of it. Now, tell me about one that I want to see. I've heard so much about it, and I will see, called Made. 
Oh, do watch it. Do spend the time. It's such a reward. Uh, another similar story, kind of re- that rebuilding your life and finding your feet again, uh, starring Margaret Qualley. And it's it's this is not a show about getting lucky or kind of landing on your feet. This is a show about struggle and the parameters that are there to prevent those who find themselves in a in a bad place from getting out of it. And Margaret plays a character called Alex, who's a young mother who is fleeing from an abusive relationship with her daughter, and she's struggling to to kind of get the government assistance that she needs to get herself and her daughter food to eat and a place to live. Uh, and then she eventually lands a job as a cleaner, which kind of provides her with some independence. But it, it really takes a look at emotional abuse and the damage it causes Alex um, as she even struggles to define her experience as abusive and, and th- how that prevents her then from kind of being open to the care and healing that she needs. And it also deals with mental health issues. Uh, her mother, who's played by her real life mother, Andy McDowell, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, undiagnosed bipolar. And, sh- and she, the relationship between, between between the two of them and and how damaging but also kind of hopeful it makes you and you just want them to find a way to be this healthy mother-daughter relationship but it's just not possible in their current circumstances and it's difficult to watch and there's some hard moments where you just feel crushed under the weight of of what poor Alex has to go through but there are moments of relief and happiness and almost humour like nearly humorous Um, but it's brilliant and Margaret Qualley is amazing and she is alongside Kate Winslet in that Golden Globe category for best performance which is very deserved. No, I never should have left. Yes, you should have. He's a great dad. He's a great dad, and Matty adores him in their home right now, and they're snuggling together, and I'm alone in a shelter that I don't belong in. You're here because he abused you. He didn't abuse me. He punched a wall beside my head, and I didn't do anything about it, and I didn't file a police report, and I didn't call the cops. Punching a wall next to you is emotional abuse. Before they bite, they bark. Before they hit you, they hit near you. Next time it was gonna be your face, and you know that. I don't know what I know. Okay, that is Made, not M-A-D, M-A-I-D. Now you, um, Brian, are mm-hmm. looking at some more of these movies that are there for people to see, yeah. and what are they? They're on streaming, yeah. Now, yeah. this one I have here is uh, Promising Young uh, Woman. Now, yeah. my colleague Dean Malumbi called this the best movie of the year. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I do think the ending was a little bit ropey, but overall, I think the it was ending of which the ending of uh, no, but, no, but like, do you mean the very ending when you realise yes. that? Okay, the very, very, the very, very, end, very end. as opposed to a minute before that. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I see again. We're trying to dance around this so much, but yeah, I thought the very, very end was very ropey. Yeah, uh, I thought that was okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't talk about it without yeah, talking about anyway, it. But anyways, yeah. yeah, Carrie Mulligan was fantastic. Emerald Fennell, I thought her script and her direction was really, really in the league of its own. I thought it was very sharp, very original. The kind of use of the cast, and you had people like Bo Burnham. Yeah, like and such like a nice guy for that's all the it. movie. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, and that's the whole thing about it, is that the way that Emerald Fennell directed this, she actually cast what we would consider nice guy actors yeah. to play these And was he a nice guy for the first... Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, Except, totally. Uh, okay. Then towards the end. And uh, that's the whole thing about it. Like, it gives it that idea of like the audience sees these actors. And we know them from like you know the OC or from yeah, this kind of yeah. comedy or whatever, and we think that they're a good guy. And then it turns out that they're not good guys at all, that they're all creeps. Yeah. And then that sort of kind of plays into our the audience expectation of, oh, well, you know, maybe she was doing something or maybe she let him on yeah, or something yeah. like that, which is what the whole film is really about. Yeah. Promising young woman. Every week, I go to a club 
I act like I'm too drunk to stand. And every week, a nice guy comes over to see if I'm okay. You okay? You are so pretty. I am a nice guy. Are you? Okay. How old am I? What are my hobbies? What's my name? Sorry, maybe that one's too hard. Sorry, maybe that one's too hard indeed. Mm. Okay, yeah. Now, Carrie Mulligan's very good. Okay, now, just a couple of things I want to say. That Don't forget Emerald Fennell, by the way, the director of Promising Young Woman, played Camilla Parker-Bowles, character right. in The Crown. And there's one here that says, uh, best show on TV. And he has this one word on every line. Succession. End. Of. Story. Even the music is sensational. Emmett and Waterford, thank you for that. Now, let me see. Um, just give me one last one. The, re- yeah. the, the reason I want to mention the last one is is because everybody's talking about yeah. it. And we spoke to Benedict Cumberbatch in the programme last week and Kirsten Dunst. And the point is that even today in The Guardian, it's going Answer, it's oh yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's of the year. this is number one. This is number one, and yeah. rightfully so. The and Power it's, of it's, the Dog, uh, yeah. directed by Jane Campion, who did the piano a few years yeah. back. I would not be surprised in the slightest if Benedict Cumberbatch gets a Best Actor yeah. out of this, and he's Pro- brilliant in it. And, and he, he deserves is, it for all the roles he's done. Anyway. Oh, completely, yeah. And like, I mean, he's already kind of out with the tin cup, um, saying that, oh, you know, I got tobacco poison and doing this. The best way to get an Oscar in this town is have some sort of physical damage done to you like remember yeah. when Leonardo DiCaprio was doing it for The Revenant and saying oh Absolutely. I got pneumonia and yeah. all this and Jennifer Lawrence broke her rib when she was doing right. Mother I think or something like that he's gone around saying he got tobacco poisoning not so much even for smoking it's for rolling all rolling and all that kind of stuff yeah. yeah my dad does that as well it's disgusting but anyways um, <laughs> better than comp- no it is It's absolutely- have you ever seen the way it's, it's mank and the fingers turn orange it's horrible anyways uh, better than Cumberbatch yeah I mean this is his best performance of his career to date oh, he played- well, that's saying a lot he's so good he's so good and this is it like you look at stuff he's done over the years like the imitation game even going to something like Sherlock you see him doing the, the Patrick thingy about Melrose What's yeah Patrick name? Melrose yeah, yeah, the yeah. first programme of that is like a, a, a junkie my god oh, it's fantastic incredible Sorry, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no like, anyway. he's, like he is one of those actors I think that he doesn't get enough credit for yeah. how kind of deeply he goes into a role yeah. but finally I do think he's getting his recognition for this and rightfully so okay it's a cowboy movie set in 1925 in Montana in it? Montana but yeah. it's when you say cowboy movie uh, you know what I mean it's more like yeah. A drama just happens to be said in the cowboy year. Yeah. yeah. All right, the power of the dog. I wonder what little lady made these. <laughs> Actually, I did, sir. My mother was a florist, so I made them to look like the ones in our garden. Oh well, do pardon me. Uh, do pardon me, he's really nasty in the movie. Okay, um, that's uh, The Power of the Dog and everybody's talking about it already. It is very good. Now, Orla, tell me about um, Squid Game. Do we really have to... Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 do you know what? I still don't know if I loved it or if I just enjoyed it enough to finish it. Uh, I kind of have conflicting ideas on it. It tells the story of a kind of a divorced father who's struggling with his gambling addiction. He's invited to play a series of children's games for a chance to win this large cash prize and pay off his debts. Uh, And quickly he learns that him and his 440 or 55 other players, I think, uh, if they fail to complete the game, they're killed. And with each person that's killed, the prize money increases. Um, It was good. It was gripping. I I didn't love it. And the ending was not the reward that I wanted. I know there was other people who were disappointed with it as well. But it's hard to say that it's not addictive t- TV mm. um, but it does veer into the kind of comic book I feel at times Do I sound a bit old fashioned I just found it just too violent I just didn't yeah. you know, it just was too much Did you like Parasite? 
No, not particularly. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. see, Parasite, I thought, was absolutely <laughs> yeah. fantastic. And no, it nearly the thing called is, I don't know, by piece. the way, when you say the ending, uh, like, surely it's set up for a part two. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, it's it's been renewed for a second series. I mean, yeah. this has been the most watched show on Netflix. I think it's over 1.6 billion hours in the first month, which is right. way surpassing Bridgerton, which set the record Did you say 1.6 billion hours? Hours, it's yeah. brilliant. That's how Netflix. They don't do it in terms of anything. That's no. uh, that's how they judge it all. That's the algorithm and etc. That's brilliant. Okay, so that's uh, Netflix. Do you, I'm sorry, that's uh, Squid Game. Do you want to hear of it? No, you don't. Okay, go on. <laughs> you, uh, you you tell me something, Brian. Yeah, another round. Uh, I thought was no, that's for... another movie that should have been in the cinema. Okay, yeah, I must. Yeah, say. it was in the cinemas. Yeah, Can I just ask since we're talking endings here. What do you think of the ending of another round? I loved it. Did you? Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Like throwing himself in the air. Throwing himself in the air and he decides to start drinking again. And like, I will say this, I am a teetotaler, right? Yeah, and I watched I this film and it made me really think about day drinking. Like, in the idea of it, because like... It's a bizarre movie. But Mads Mikkelsen is one of the greats. Oh no, he absolutely is. And it's funny as well, like if you ever watch any of his Gandhi films, he plays kind of like everyman characters. Like the Scandinavian he, films. Yeah, yeah, in the Scandinavian <laughs> films. When we see him in, oh yeah, when we see him in Western films, like, you know, he's playing a villain or something like that Casino Royale or Hannibal or that thing the, the Harry Potter thing the he's pretty good in Casino Royale oh yeah yeah, yeah. no he's fantastic yeah and his eye is bleeding yeah but when you see him in these Scandi films he plays this kind of like everyman schlubbish kind of character and that's what he is in another round he's this kind of frustrated middle aged teacher who's kind of lost the joy in his life and there's this heartbreaking scene right at the beginning where he's surrounded by his friends at this fancy restaurant and he's just kind of like talking he's like you know I don't know when I got like this I don't know when I became yeah. so kind of yeah. joyless and just no I don't talk to anyone anymore and then they come up with this experiment that they're basically going to get lightly buzzed from Monday to Friday during their working hours because there's this sort of theory that uh, the body naturally lacks alcohol and that you're supposed to have a certain amount of alcohol yeah, in your Yeah they can have system. a mathematical excuse for yeah, drinking yeah, all the time. Yeah totally and like the thing of it is is that when you watch it it doesn't cast any judgments on their drinking they actually like you know he's a better teacher he's enjoying life more the guy that's a football coach he's having a lot more fun with it as until. well until <laughs> it becomes a crutch and then it yeah. begins to replace their yeah. actual joy yeah. but the ending yeah is fantastic Mads Mikkelsen does this big huge dance sequence to this great song and it's yeah. hilarious and yeah. funny and kind of sad in a weird kind of way as yeah. well I, I think I won the Oscar for best Best foreign film and completely deservedly so. Okay, so it's called Another Round and Mads Mikkelsen is so good you should just watch it. Simple as that. Now, I'll tell you what, I'd better go back to this because the texts are saying you better play Squid Game or I'll kill you. Okay. Oh yeah, the song, yeah. (laughs) Song? Is that what you call it? Yeah, it's the soundtrack, yeah. And then there was your one who did that thing like beep. (laughs) There was your one who did that thing beep. The the big doll thing. I know. There you go, yeah, there we go. Green light, red light. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's enough of that. Yeah, that was one of the first things they had to do. Okay, I'll go back to you. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Orla, where are you going from this? I've lost me. You know, what are you doing next? Uh, Spencer, is that what you're going to pick? Because I haven't seen I was it go- yet. I was going to talk about West Side Story because it's fresh in my mind. Oh, you haven't seen that either. I see it yeah. the other night. Uh, and I was very excited going in. Uh, and this film really wins when it comes to the big musical numbers that people love from kind of the original show and the, uh, the original movie. You know, yeah. the Jets and the Shark as they run through the streets in the opening scene and your G Officer Krupke and of course America, which everyone is singing leaving the cinema. <clears throat> Outside of that, something was missing for me. And I am the target audience for these kinds what? of films. What? The reviews are over the top. 
I just Marcel Elgort for me just felt oh, yeah. short, and Don't I like just felt now. yeah, and I just felt the chemistry between him as Tony and Maria, who's played by Rachel Zegler, just wasn't there. And and that kind of big sad ending and the heartbreaking ending, I should have been in floods. I should have been being carried out of the cinema, <laughs> needing someone to hold me in a tight embrace because that's what I'm like in these films, and I just wasn't. Maybe and you're I just a hard-nosed think... bastard at the end of it all. No. Look, maybe, maybe COVID has toughened me off. Maybe I'm yeah. just I'll tell you, you know, like people go on can go on about anybody from Paul Thomas Anderson to Martin Scorsese and all the rest. Seriously, Spielberg, he's just... He's still got it. He's out there, isn't he? He never lost He's the it. best. Yeah. He really is. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the film looks so romantic and it, it feels vaguely familiar to the original film, but also just way more impressive. And there's definitely some amazing performances in there. But that love story that is at the centre of the movie just didn't quite get going in the same way that characters like Anita, who's played by Ariana DeBoss and, and other characters All who right. were just incredible in it. All right, I just so want to me, ask you then about the Bond movie. What did you both think? I thought it was very okay. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was yeah. totally fine. I like where that was going. I like the thing That's of a it. Very, very fair critique. I think. Do you know something? All three of us agree. Yeah. And by, like, yeah. by the way, at Grand. best, it was okay. Uh, yeah, it was fine. Like, I mean, I remember when that came out, and like you had pe- people like Peter Bradshaw in the Guardian. A critic who I would respect giving it five stars and I tell you I lost respect for him after that. Like the way that the certain elements of the British press went bananas for this was just very like were you watching the same film as I was because it was fine. It's not it's certainly not uh, the worst of Daniel Craig's films. I think that's kind of down to Quantum of Solace. I still think Casino Royale was the best of his of his kind of uh, run with it. But yeah it was fine and I mean you know, like I, there was the whole thing that it was held off for so long, and maybe that kind of built up the hype in people's minds or whatever. But yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It wasn't great. What about you, Orla? Did you like any of it? Yeah, it was grand. Like it was just grand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think they relied on that kind of sense of sentimentality that it was Daniel Craig's last time in the role, and we have to pay respect to his time as Bond, and yeah. it, and also kind of leaving it open for that next chapter and who's coming next. But I just think Bond struggles with kind of balancing that old school kind of almost camp history Very with good trying point. to be yeah. this like yeah. edgy, thrilling yeah. spy drama like the Bourne movies. Like, are the bad guys even scary? Kind of? I don't know. Like, not really. Like, it almost feels like an obligation to watch the Bond movies. Like, you know, it, it's like, it's a question I started, so I'll finish. Like, I have to kind of watch it just yep. to say I've, I've watched it. But you kind of feel like, God, they robbed me in the cinema of that ticket. Like, it just was grand. Like, grand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, who's talking about uh, the father? You are, are you, Brian? Yeah, yeah the father yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, this is uh, the was one frightening that, uh, stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely frightening. And the Oscar for Anthony Hopkins. And w- deservedly so as well. I mean, who's I know- in it? She's in everything. It's Brilliant. Olivia Colman. Olivia Colman, she's just doing everything. And she's actually in another film that's out on Netflix, or sorry, it's in Select Cinemas this week, uh, The, the Lost Daughter. Yeah, The yeah. Lost Daughter. Yeah. She's fantastic in that as well. She's just so good. But Anthony Hopkins, yeah, like, I mean, the thing of it is, is that normally when it comes to Oscar winning performances, you kind of get the case where the movie houses an incredible performance but the film that surrounds it is quite ho-hum and an example of that would be something like you know Eddie Redmayne when he won for The Theory of Everything or Mahershala Ali when he won for Green Book yeah. but in this the way that it's directed it basically it's kind of like Sound of Metal in that it actually puts you into the mindscape of a person who is suffering from dementia and you don't necessarily get that so you realise what this movie's gone all skew it's yeah. getting all mixed oh, and it's almost kind of like in a weird kind of way it's almost kind of like a psychological horror 
in certain aspects of it because yeah. you feel the terror that he feels when you know his daughter walks out and it doesn't look like the same person that he, he or saw. Or your man comes in and says, what are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like even the idea of how time kind of dilates the fact that the film is set over a period all of that. Ta- all yeah. over that period of time but he just experiences it as a sort of an afternoon. And anyone who knows anyone who's dealt with, you know, dementia or amnesia will recognise, or sorry, Alzheimer's, I should say, will recognise huge parts of this film and really do see that it was done justice. Yeah. Um, but Anthony Hopkins, he is fantastic in it. And the film itself, I think, is worthy of his performance. So. Okay, Orla, just as a matter of interest, you mentioned West Side Story there. Like, In the Heights, I had no idea if I could put that into a kind of a bracket if I was going to look at the kinds of movies or anything. Is that better? I, I enjoyed In the Heights and I, I questioned after watching West Side Story and being kind of disappointed, was it because I didn't have that kind of so many reference points? You know, I haven't seen the film, the kind of, there wasn't an original film to refer to. I've never seen it on stage. I was kind of going into it with fresh eyes. Um, but I just thought it was like more gripping. I thought the songs were more exciting. I thought the the love story was more gripping. For me, I found that more enjoyable. But that also did terribly. Like they, It also performed terribly. Oh, Between really? In the Heights, West Side Story... Dear Evan Hansen, all of these movie musicals just kind of failed to do well in the box office this year. Oh, really? um, so, yeah, it's just, it just doesn't. I, and look, it's not a great time for those kind of films in the cinema with COVID and all that kind of stuff. No, okay. But well, yeah, you, I, you, you mentioned them all, so I'll give you a little bit of West Side Story. This is my first time in New York City. I want to be happy here. I want to make a life at home. Are you ready? Tonight is about family. The first gringo boy who smiles at you. I never seen you before. I'm not Puerto Rican. Is that okay? Do you want to start World War Three? <laughs> Uh, right, we're doing something else here entirely. Brian and myself talking about something that I went to see that I thought was one of the worst things I've ever seen. But we won't talk about that for the moment. Because uh-huh. what I want to talk about now is um, other TV stuff. Yes, Spencer, um, Orla, tell me about that. I mean, the rave reviews and all that. I haven't seen it, but I will soon. Yeah, it was brilliant. It really was. Um, Kristen Stewart is... I thought brilliant as Princess Diana. Uh, I went with a couple of friends and I know other people who were quite disappointed and they're huge Crown fans. They went in kind of not knowing a huge deal about what the film was going to be, expecting, you know, all the Diana Charles drama or maybe a look at Diana and the Queen's relationship. And it's not really that. It's a very specific look at a very specific kind of bracket of time, a couple of days over Christmas, uh, where you're just kind of seeing Diana kind of slowly unravel and, and seeing the pressures on her and how she's handling them or not handling them. Um, but it's brilliant but it does leave you and after you go you just kind of feel this like sadness for her and you just yeah, feel this so hear, just yeah. crazy sympathy mm-hmm. and, and just and, and there's such there's such like simple moments really small things that I've never experienced a cinema full of people gasping at like really small details that people just really felt for because uh, it is just that very specific story on a very very tight period of time but it's brilliant and it's definitely worth a watch okay definitely worth a watch now I'm going to go back to you um, f- uh, for this one here Brian yeah. uh, Dune oh my god I absolutely Dune was my film has of the year to, really it has to be in the cinema has, has it has to be seen in the cinema and I think right. it's terrible like, I mean obviously now you know cinemas are going to be closing from 8pm from now on or whatever but if you do get a chance to see Dune in a cinema um, in February or whenever the cinema is why is it so good 
It's a film that's made for cinemas. I mean, it is absolutely a film that is made for cinemas. The scale of it, the sound of it, the huge kind of sweeping scope of it. I mean, people are comparing it to Lawrence of Arabia, and I think that is absolutely correct because, like David Lean, uh, Denis Villeneuve, he does use the the yeah. Jordanian desert as this massive landscape. I thought the performances were brilliant right the way through. Timothy Chalamet, I mean, he's having an incredible year. But even like, you know, Oscar Isaac and Rebecca Ferguson. Now, I will say, I read the book as a teenager and I was absolutely just dying for this to come out because the one that David Lynch did back in 1984 yeah. was a mess. But I absolutely love this. I think even if you don't haven't read the book and you know nothing about it, I think you can go in and just really get that big, big screen experience because, you know, even with something like, you know, Spider-Man and no, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home or, you know, any of the Star Wars films or whatever. I mean, they are they are big and they do have that big kind of scope, but there is a certain amount of disposability about them because... A certain amount? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, they're kind of like... Throw them all out. You thought, well, like, I mean, in the sense of, like, you know, there's always the next one coming. There's always the next one coming. One will lead into the other. One will lead into the other. Whereas with Dune... It is very much a film that, okay, it's fine, it is going to have a sequel or whatever, but you could take this on its own, and it's the size of it right. allows it for okay. it to... Brian Lloyd yeah. loves Dune. I tell you, I'll come back for a final bit after this. Dave Fanning. Weekends on 2FM. Okay, Brian and Orla still here, and Brian, I'm finished with you, you've said enough for God's oh, sake. So Orla, <laughs> uh, of the four kind of TV picks that you've done, which is The White Lotus, It's a Sin, Sex Education, and Ted Lasso, I've seen a bit of Ted, seen no Sex Education, I didn't see It's a Sin, I saw all of the White Lotus. Which one would you go for? Uh, the White Lotus is brilliant. I, I really enjoyed The White Lotus. I thought it was great. Did you, uh, well did worth you see that, Brian? No, I didn't yeah. actually. Yeah, it was, it's a bit of a laugh, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. It's a bit of a laugh, yeah. yeah and it's quite mm-hmm. dark and you kind of cringe at how horrible some of the people are. But it's very addictive. Actually. How horrible? Uh, I don't care how horrible Armand is. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. It's enjoyable, isn't it? Because you're like, I could never be like that. I could never behave like this. It's great. Uh, but I love sex education. I really enjoy it. I love seeing it come yeah, back wh- on our screens. Where are we now? Two or three or four? Three, three I think. Three, 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 mm. three series in. Never yeah, with no sign of it coming to an end. It is It is brilliant. Asa Butterfield is brilliant. Gillian Anderson's brilliant. It's a great cast. There's some great characters and storylines in there. There's great inclusivity and diversity in a show like this, which was sadly missing from teenage dramas when I was an actual teenager. Mm, uh, so I love it and I love seeing it come back right. and it's just okay, so, so painfully we'll just, enjoyable. We'll go with those two then. All right, listen, thanks a million for talking to us on the programme today, both Brian and good luck and happy Christmas to you. Or happy, yeah, happy Christmas to you. I was going to say happy New Year's. Though, oh Christmas yeah, yeah too, yeah. And uh, also to uh, Orla. So uh, that's uh, Brian Lloyd and uh, Orla Condon. So thanks a million guys. Good luck. Take it easy. Good luck. Thank you very much thanks indeed. So much. Oh yeah, happy Christmas. I forgot about that bit. <laughs> Dave Fanning. Weekend on 2F. FM.